1: This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show seven days a week from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern
2: on SiriusXM XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. It's a Sunday edition of Busted Open Podcast with Justin Labar. I'm Jonathan Hood. And Justin, Elimination Chamber in Perth, Australia was off the hook. Mommy is on top of the mountain right now. I don't know who could knock her off. We got some news out of the Grayson Waller Effect. Cody Rhodes calls his shot he says he wants the rock I can't wait I can't wait either I hope I hope we get what I want to get out of this and Justin Drew McIntyre wins the men's elimination chamber
3: he wins it and he wins it just the way he was supposed to win it
2: all right it's the Sunday edition of the busted open podcast This is the opportunity for you and i to talk about a topic that's been in your back pocket since you and i started this sunday edition of busted open and that is talking about uh women's wrestling and and the growth of women's wrestling so you have at a big event in perth australia and you see that um that mommy is the is the women's champion and you say rhea ripley she's from australia We can build the entire show around her. Sure, it's the Elimination Chamber, men's and women's. And sure, it's going to be a banger of an event. But the main event is Rhea Ripley. And people love Rhea Ripley, not just in Australia, but across the world. Because you can't give her a definition of babyface or heel. Justin. I mean, I know that she's part of the Judgment Day, but I just think that even here in America and North America, you can hear the cheers for her. They may hate Dom and they may not be the biggest fan of Damian Priest, but that's the attraction right there. I remember seeing Rhea Ripley at NXT UK and I just thought, boy, she's, you know, really strong and she's tall and athletic. I said, she's going to be something. And that was kind of, you know, I watched NXT UK and I saw her and then she comes to you know, the Raw and SmackDown brands, and I said, yeah, she's going to be something special. Think about this. Look how far we've come that Rhea Ripley is the main event. Elimination Chambers were fine. I'm just saying that it's her against Nia Jax, and here's how far that Rhea Ripley's come. She pulled out out of Nia Jax the best match that Nia Nia Jax has ever had. Just think about it. Think about all the. Think, give me your five star matches of Nia Jax, and then think about what we saw at Elimination Chamber. Both women worked hard, but it just shows you that they're they're well well advanced that they can close out an event and be the main event of a, of a major pay per view, a major ple like Elimination Chamber.
3: You're exactly right. I mean, just just look real quick. Look at that. Look
2: at the the facts on the surface. It's
3: it's a gimmicked event with two. But two of the gimmick matches in the Lynch Chamber, like you mentioned. A gimmicked event, neither of those matches, as you said, is the main event. Is the last match. is what's mm-hmm. sending people home. The last match is a women's match. And it's not even centered around a woman who's, you know, chasing her girlhood dream. Who's trying to finish her story. It's centered around the woman who's been a champion for the last year. Yes. That's some Hulk Hogan in the 80s shit. Yep. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That's yeah, and it and it and it worked. It did not feel like oh, this last match was a flop or oh, I was up here and you took me down here. No, it ended with all of Australia just rejoicing as their as their as 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 their uh, as their girl won. Uh, and you're right, it, it was a it was a really good match. It, it, it was it was it it was a match too that I'm gonna go back to re in a second, but just but the match. It was a match, Jay Hood that. I bet Rhea's been wanting to do because it's a match that she can't often do, which is she normally is not the one. She's normally the one who's in the in the power, you know, advantage. Yes. But in this case, she's not. She can play the smaller dog. She can play the I'm coming up from underneath, you know, the whole story of her trying to get uh, Nia up in that riptide. And she tried it for the first time, couldn't do it, tried the second, couldn't do it. And then finally gets it as the finish. I mean, that's it's a very, it's it, you know, tale as old as time in pro wrestling. But she can't normally do that story. And she got to, so. Yeah, really good match. I, I agree. It's probably the best Nia Jax match we've ever seen. Rhea, I, I again I I gush over Rhea, but I and I, I want people to also, if they haven't, to go try to do this and just one day WWE will uh, uh produce it in a very sexy way. They will produce the the Rhea Ripley documentary. Mm-hmm. If you do a little research of her and you watch, okay, so she's coming from Australia, and, and, and you know, it might seem like, okay, now we have Rhea, we have Grayson Waller, we have Bronson Reed, we have we have Indy Hartwell. There's just this, this thrust of Australian stars but you know prior to that this, this group there's not a whole you know it's not a lot of precedent for you know so you get this you get this female this tall there's a tall athletic female coming out of Australia of all places you know and she comes in and she's blonde she kind of looks more like your standard female wrestler right just she's athletic she's blonde and she totally you know morphs her you know needs to stand out completely you know transforms her image still true to herself because as you if you you read about her and talk to her in interviews that i mean she is you know she's into metal she's she's into the things that would portray a look but she so she finds a look that that's that's still true to her that she can relate to and embody but completely stands out in a lineup and and then she figured out the in ring okay what do i got to do in ring to, to to stand out what what and then and then after that it came to the talking game okay how do how do i be rhea bloody ripley on the mic and it's just an amazing, uh, it's just an amazing journey to watch. And, and she's and and she's in her twenties. She's still got a lot of life ahead of her. Who knows, um, who knows what's still to be accomplished? And you know she's doing a thing, which again, it's not. You know, we talked about it last week. The slow burn with heels. She's doing something that's always magical when you see, it, and that's a slow burn to babyface. Yes, and and that and yep. slow burn to babyface. It's tough for an office to book that. Down to dotting the eye, crossing the T. That comes organically. That comes with, hey, every town we go to, we got her in the heel faction. We got her against a babyface opponent. They just don't want to boo her. Yes. And that's that's a magical thing when you can get an audience doing that, especially, again, in 2024, 2023, 2024. So Rhea Ripley, I, you know, just applause all the way around.
2: Yeah, and it's it's deserved. The applause and the flowers she gets is deserved because you cannot label her one thing or the other, Justin. You can't label her, well, she's a heel, well, she's a baby face. She's just cool. And that's a very interesting gray area for her because when you see her speak, you know, usually she's going after the babyface women in WWE. And, um, and it doesn't matter because she still gets a lot of acclaim. She still gets a lot of credit. I just enjoyed the hell out of that match. And just the where we were. 10 to 15 years ago, 20 years ago, as far as women wrestling, for Rhea Ripley to be able to be the draw. Elimination Chamber is a draw, but Rhea Ripley in her own home country was able to have what I thought was a fantastic match against Nia Jax was a great story. And I love the parallel that you make because it's like Rhea Ripley has been the champion for a long time. It is Hogan-esque where it's like I got the crowd behind me and I'm going to take on King Kong Bundy. They're, they're, like can, can I get Bundy up? Can I be able to get drop the leg one two three like WrestleMania two? Or the, I didn't uh, watch oh, it. Oh, Yes, I know. <laughs> I, well, I did. That, I know. Spoiler alert: Hogan won. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> I'm sorry that was about my, that. that was gonna be my Sunday afternoon viewing today. <laughs> well, <I'll> spoil <laughs> that, sorry for about me. that But the he, the spoiler alert: Hogan beat uh, King <laughs> Kong Bundy. Same situation here where Ripley is is the the main event, and then she does that with uh, Nia Jax. I just thought a fantastic really solid match it says a lot for women's wrestling this is not just in WWE but this is AEW and across the indies as well where you see women in the semi-main or the main event and being able to be the draw for again I grew up in an era where women and uh, and dwarfs were an attraction that's what it was Justin Mm -hmm. like small little people Mm -hmm. and, and and women were just an attraction if you got one women's match in the card you would be lucky Go back to the archives as late as 19, in the 1990s, where there'll, there'll be one women's match. Get five minutes, get out of there. Let's get back to the men. Let's get back to what people want to watch. No, nope. it's as even now as it's ever been in professional wrestling, where a woman can be able to main event a, a, a card or definitely a PLE like this.
3: No, you're exactly right. I can remember, you know, I've talked about it in different plays. You know, growing up in, in Maryland, you know, my grandfather working with some local promotions, uh, one of which is just evolved and is now what is mcw maryland championship wrestling mm-hmm. but this is back in the 90s and you're right just putting together i still have on the big cardboard i still have some of the show bills uh I'll have to bust them about one day <clears throat> but you're right it, it was it was old it was old timey carnival wrestling you know, obviously you had your your main event your, your title match you, know, you had a few mid-card matches but then you had to have you know the giant going up against two or three guys you had to have the one noted women's match Women's match might not, you you don't know, is it gonna be good, is it gonna be bad? We don't know, (laughs) but you had to have it. It was just supposed to be part of the variety show, but you're right now, it's no longer, you know, oh, we gotta have to, we have to check that box, it has to be part of the variety show. Now it's, we're gonna give you quality. And, and, you know, I was saying this, you know, to you earlier, where we're at now with pro wrestling and with women's wrestling in in the United States is when you look at WWE and you look at AEW and and even to an extent you look at, at, at TNA there's more quality women's performers than there's ever been in the United States at one time. There's too much that the traditional formula of we have one or two feuds per show for the women is not enough to adequately feature and you and utilize the the talent, your pain, the female locker room pain. That's not enough. It's yet to be proven. Can we do an entire show? Can we devote a one-hour show each week to where here is the AEW women, here is the WWE women? Here, like, can that enough? You know, WWE did one all women's pay per view before, didn't go great by metrics. Um, is you know, is it fair for that one show to be the decider for the rest of life? No, you know, should they try again? Yes, but it's yet to be proven and sustained that okay, a women's only show in the United States is gonna thrive every week. But that's that's the next step that somebody has to take that chance to do and to make that the new
2: norm. So shout out to um Rhea Ripley and Nia Jax for a great main event at the Elimination Chamber in Perth and also Indy Hartwell with an opportunity to wrestle as well in front of her home country. Uh, as well at uh, Elimination Chamber.
1: The number one pro wrestling show on the planet, Busted Open, is available seven days a week by subscribing and downloading the Busted Open podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. Join me alongside two WWE Hall of Famers, Mark Henry and Bully Ray, the hardcore legend, Tommy Dreamer, plus Thunder Rosa and Mickey James all week long as we break down everything going on in and out of the ring. Listen to Busted Open right now on the SXM Head to FactorMeals.com slash Busted50 and use code BUSTED50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code BUSTED50 at FactorMeals.com slash BUSTED50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active.
2: When Seth Rollins and Cody Rose were going to be on the Grayson Waller effect, something was going to be said, but Cody laid it out there I want to wrestle The Rock. He didn't say where. He just said anytime, any place. He did. And I like the fact that he said I want you
3: one on one. Cuz that's what I want it to be. You know, Seth Seth is still lingering there. He's still in that picture. Mm-hmm. But it needs to be one on one because that that to me is that's the best for business. You know, again, you have Heel Rock up against your superhero Cody and Cody's got to get through that and hopefully he can make it out of one piece to then get to Roman to finish the story that to me is the best you know I know that there's still maybe the possibility of a tag match if they are so determined to keep Seth involved in that but I don't think that's the most interesting I don't think Seth and Cody versus Rock and Roman is the most I, I think Cody 101 versus the Rock that's where it's at and you're right I mean he says I'm wide open between now and then but I mean I can't see it happen in any, any other place other than media again meaning that Cody is going to have double duty at Mania, which again I'm fine with, and that makes him, you know, record setting to be, because quite frankly, if The Rock has a match at Mania, that's that's a main event, so that's going to be Cody main eventing one night with Rock, and the next night with Roman. So to me, that's the best situation, and that's what that's what I want to see. You know, if if Raw was moving to Netflix in the next month, okay, maybe Cody versus Rock on a big Raw special, but it's not, so you're not going to see that match anywhere else except for WrestleMania.
2: Are you old enough for me to talk kayfabe with you real quick? Can I talk to you kayfabe? <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, my god, Cody has not booked between now and WrestleMania. What's wrong with the promotion? My god, they're going to be on the road, that guy can't be in any matchups? What do you mean you're wide open between now and WrestleMania? What do you mean? Where's the bookings? What's on the booking sheet, brother? <laughs> all the all these all these opponents that he could face you know, on Raw or SmackDown? What do you mean you're wide open? You're going to be rusty going into WrestleMania, brother?
3: Bro- brother man, he's a he's a fuck He's a fi- he's a fighter. He he shows up to every building, every town, and just accepts any fights. He just knows he's gonna show up and at any time. He's gonna accept accept a challenge. Anybody he accepts anybody.
2: So on the board in the back, it just says Cody Rose versus and it's blank.
3: Yeah, it's whatever it's whatever bad guy steps up. It's it's whoever it's whoever leaves the heel dressing room and steps up. Okay, that's what it is.
2: All right, we're out of babe, now. <laughs> sometimes sometimes we're gonna go into that, by the way, because I need you to talk to me in wrestling speak, brother.
3: So now I understand.
2: Because when he said that, I thought, well, okay, in wrestling speak, you mean there's no one else that wants to fight you besides Shinsuke Nakamura? <laughs> It'd be You're funny right. if he took the mic. He's like, I'm wide open except for Shinsuke. That's enough of that. I've been around the loop with you, brother. That's enough.
3: <laughs> Nobody else wants uh, to see that match. I got Shinsuke penciled in on the fourth uh, for the 10 p.m. match. Otherwise, I'm wide open. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not again. No. <laughs> But I I'll, like, I'll say
3: this though. Yeah. If, if, if do you think it's one on one? Obviously, Cody's going to, Cody and Rock are going to have some match. Do you think it's one on one? Because if it's not, I'll tell you who else it, it potentially harms if it's not. Hmm. And that's Drew McIntyre. If they even dare try to do a tag match at Mania, meaning now that Seth also works double duty, Drew McIntyre is lost in all of this, as if he wasn't already to an extent.
2: But no, Drew I challenges Seth th-
3: that gets lost in all this.
2: No, I, I think you hit on it weeks ago on this on this show in that you could see Cody doing double duty. And so Rock against Cody to to end night one or be on night one, wherever you put it. You put it at the top of the card. You put it at the bottom of the card. The p- point is it's Rock. There could be a situation where the Rock says, if you want Roman Reigns, like you said, you want him. You got to go through me first. And so that they're now here comes the rock against Cody Rhodes. And so he says one-on-one. Well, it's the bloodline. It's never one-on-one. This is why Cody needs an army around him to be able to try to get this universe, this universal championship. Justin, this does not work. One-on-one rock against Cody. He could say one-on-one, but you know that that's not how it works with Heyman, with solo, so with Uso, whoever else is in the back, there's always something. So even with the rock, it's not going to be a rock match of 1998. Rock's going to need some help. He's 50, 51 years of age. Every time he wrestles, he tears something. Every time he wrestles, he gets hurt. We saw this 12 years ago. We've seen this in the past with Cena. We've seen him get hurt. So I just think a little raz- razzmatazz, a little jazz hands around that match is probably what's going to be needed.
3: No, no argument. No argument to window dress. Yep. It has the smoke and mirrors. Sure, <clears throat> That's fine. I'm just saying the advertised match needs to be one-on-one.
2: Sure. If you're,
3: if you're advertising a match that's also got Seth Rollins in it, it starts to get muddy. Again, you're you're, you're burying Drew. Or, like it just it needs to be advertised as one on one. So yeah, window dress it all you want. That's fine. And I and I you I all your arguments I, I agree with. Window dress it mostly to protect the Rock. Yes. But advertise it one on one.
2: Okay. Yes. Rock <clears throat> versus Cody at WrestleMania. It is WrestleMania, right? This is not—it's not a random. Raw like I said, and, if and they Batman, were moving to Netflix
3: right. in the next month, like yes. you know, I, you know, but but they're not. So like, and I and I joke about that because I actually do wonder what the hell will be, the main event be of the first Raw that moves to Netflix next January. That's got to be huge. That, that should be a stadium show, by the way. We have you know, eleven months to talk about that. Uh, yeah, it has to be Mania. They're not going to just do this at Raw and Raw, you know, in Poughkeepsie.
2: You sure? Yes, I'm sure about that. Okay. All right. (laughs) Because now we start thinking about how the matches line up for night one, because I think that I know I've said this, and I think that many have said that Seth Rollins and his heavyweight championship should be the main event of night one. Now we're thinking it's Drew McIntyre against Seth Rollins for the heavyweight championship. And I don't, you know, the, the other point of the Grayson Waller effect is not just one bit of news, but there's a second bit of news as well regarding Seth Rollins and his Health, correct. There is, he Seth says,
3: you know, as, as he as he has a little bit of a scoop to give the crowd. He says he's going to be medically cleared, and I'm I'm paraphrasing, but I'm pretty sure he said like in a few days are coming up. Like he made a point to say like it's coming up, and that's interesting to me, Jay Hood, because, well, one, we 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 kind of at this point have assumed he's going to be a mania because he's been hanging around on TV and. Winner of the chamber gets the challenges title. I just kind of assumed that he would just be medically cleared at mania. Like, like you know what I mean? Like I just figured like, oh, he'll just be healthy, he's doing mania. So the fact that he has to make a point to distinguish that he's good he's about to be medically cleared, it's like, well, I just I I, I, I figured he'd be cleared. Yes. You got a match in mania. So why he made the why he made the decision to make that a big deal to say that he's about to be cleared and oh, in a couple of days. That would that, I just I was trying to figure out like, what's that mean? You don't say these type of things on a big show like this and, and a big talking segment like this without there being a, a more to it. I
2: just assume you'd be healthy and, and have your mania match. Why does it matter? You're to be cleared here in a few days. So that means you're going back on the road and you're gonna wrestle in March. Like I, I like don't know I don't, that. I, I don't. I don't need, I, my point is, I don't need to see Seth Rollins until WrestleMania wrestle, because I, I, medically cleared or. Fifty percent. I just need your best at WrestleMania. I don't. I don't care what he does in the ring between now and WrestleMania. I. I think that's. It's interesting because maybe that just drums up more excitement. That yes, Drew McIntyre, you're the winner of the elimination the elimination chamber, and I will be healthy enough to wrestle you. Just to. Just to add it in into the card. Just let people know. Hey, if you're wondering whether or not I'm going to wrestle, I'm going to take on the winner of the elimination chamber. Maybe that's why it was brought up. I don't know. And then.
3: You know, Damian Priest said in an interview recently, I don't remember where, I apologize to whoever it was, that he can't cash in on Seth Rollins while Rollins is not medically cleared. Yes. I, I, so I don't know. I'm not, I just, it was just, aside from the Cody challenge of the Rock, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't not jot that down on my paper. I'm like, why is Seth telling me that he's medically cleared here sued? What's the reason? Is it a symbol because he's going to start working matches? And I, I agree with you. You don't need to be wrestling at all until Mania. Right. Rest, rest that leg up. I've seen I've seen 100 Seth Rollins matches in my lifetime. I don't need to see another one before Mania. So I, I don't know. That, that was just why he chose to say that was, you know, and and again, he's saying he's going to be medical here, here soon. Then you got Cody making this open challenge on wide open. I just, I'm wondering what what does it all mean? What does it all mean, Jay What does it all mean? No,
2: it's a it's a it's a great being. It's a great opportunity to spin a yarn from one one thing to the other thing to the other thing on your on your mystery map, right? On, on, yeah. You know, like a like a, a, a private investigator trying to figure out how how does this work? How does this thread go to this thread? No, it's very interesting. You know what this all tells me? This conversation. You know what it tells me is that there are going to be at least eight to ten guys that will be doing multiple things at WrestleMania. Eight to (laughs) ten wrestlers. I mean, it's going to be busy. You would think, okay, we'll just see Cody the one time trying to finish the story. No, Cody's probably going to wrestle twice. The Rock? Oh, Rock will probably take on Cody at WrestleMania. No, you might see The Rock twice. You might see Drew McIntyre maybe once or twice. Seth Rollins twice because Seth Rollins already put it out there to Cody Rhodes. I will be your shield. I will be the guy, the one-legged guy that's going to help you be able to throw it off and push off the the you know the bloodline. I'll take care of it for you. I just think that it's gonna be a rare time to me that we're going to see multiple wrestlers working their ass off to try to keep this WrestleMania afloat. And they're doing this, why? Because CM Punk's injured <laughs> It goes right back to him, right? The guy I gotta work twice, brother. I gotta right work twice at WrestleMania. I think that's what we're gonna see. I think that we're going to that your main event people that you've seen a lot of on WWTV will be out there a lot to try to make to try to keep this thing together in Philadelphia. That's what
3: I All believe. the all the blame goes back to Punk. Um
2: <laughs> it's it's your fault. you you you're you and you're a fellow Chicagoan. Come on, man. No, I, I, I kid, but at the same time it is also some truth in there too. You know, CM Punk stays healthy. He takes on Seth Rollins. We don't have to worry about Cody and whether or not he's going to finish the story or hand the match off to The Rock. None of this would be an issue. <laughs> but CM Punk, though, right? He is the stick in the beehive of all of this to make all this happen. Jeez. Yeah. That's well,
3: so why punk's, punk's, a, punk's a North Side of Chicago. You must be a South Side of Chicago guy. It's all that's that's that's, that's civil war going on there, North and the South. Why, yes. You're a yes, White Sox fan, aren't you? Yes, I am. <laughs> oh, I, I see. I uncovered all this in a matter of moments here. <laughs> no, I mean it, it, you. It does seem that we're going to have some double duty, and and I don't, what, what what does that mean? What does that say? Again, WWE has one of the best rosters that it's ever had from a standpoint of guys and girls who could work. Yeah, you know, no, nobody's long long aside from a few exceptions of attractions. I'll leave out names, but. For the most part, we're pretty we're pretty far removed from the days of, you know, well, this this guy or girl gets TV time, but oof, then the bell rings. So that, if you're in, if you're on the main roster, you, for the most part, you can work a good match. Uh, you know, come, so what does that say that we that that, that that do you like that that we have this deep of a roster and we're still going to be looking at top of the card guys doing double duty? Is it because the story's that interesting? Is it because people buy tickets to Mania and you don't know until the week of which matches are even going to be on which night. For the most part, I mean, you know, you know Roman's going to be night two, but for the most part, you don't know. Like right now, you don't know what night Drew versus Seth's going to be. You really don't. Like no. so, like I mean, I don't know. What does that say that they, it, when they have these guys and girls do double duty on these two night manias? Now,
2: I I think you hit on all of it. I think all, all those points are all valid. It says that the most interesting storyline over the last two three years in WWE has been surrounding the bloodline. And now The Rock's part of that. Cody's part of that. Seth Rollins is part of that. They have all these tentacles that's around the bloodline story. You know, as, as Paul Heyman said, we're just in the bottom of the third inning. There's so much more to come to the bloodline. Okay, great. But I think that that says a lot about that and the Judgment Day being one-two as far as their storylines as of most importance in the WWE. Also, this says a lot about something that you brought up a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you remember. You talked about how... When you look at the Triple H era of the WWE, it's not about everybody got to get on the card like like mm-hmm. AEW. Like hey, we got a ple, we got a pay per view. Let me find a way to get you in a, an 85 man battle royal and matches <laughs> on on top of that. You know, but it, everyone can't get on the card, and and so I think with this WrestleMania, yeah, that's coming up because the rocks involved because there's so many moving parts. It's okay for these guys to be running double duty. I think that's okay. And I think it's great that there's a mystery around it. Some are very frustrated in the wrestling internet community. So frustrated that they can't figure this thing out. Hey, man, that's why they put the shows on. Because they're supposed to be soap operas. You're not supposed to be able to know exactly this is going to happen. This is going to happen. If you get it right, that's fine. But they're not going to just lay it out for you saying, here's our plans. Just watch. You know why? Because then you get the person on Twitter that says it's so predictable. Oh my God, it's so predictable. I knew it's just chalk at Elimination Chamber. Well, they're telling stories, brother, sister. They're telling stories, and so we are just are as fans are just supposed to be able to watch the action, watch the story, and see how it all develops. I mean that, that's that's the essence of pro wrestling. The idea that you go back is like, how come they're doing exactly the way I said it? it? Is because they're the ones writing. They got the pencil because they're writing it. <laughs> so, uh, so as a fan, I'm very patient. I, in a time where sometimes you can be impatient, I'm very patient because I enjoy how everything uh, unfurls every single week with the with these shows that we watch.
3: Uh, no, I mean, I if you have the luck, if you have the if you can be patient, then yeah, just let it all play out uh don't don't let one don't let one episode that gets booked away you don't understand ruin the next seven days of your life let it play out i i, I do agree um, it's
2: fun and it's, it's just all fun it's, it's great entertainment and and, well, and, and
3: and they also know you know they have luxury knowing of course what we don't know which is after mania then what you know when's yeah. the rock coming back what's what's still on you know so you know they that, that that has to be factored into, you know, is what, what's 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 beyond, what still lies ahead. Because look, it's clear, Rock's not fighting Roman at this mania, right? I think we all can pretty much agree on that, that yes. on February 25th, that match is not coming together at this standpoint because they are committed now to Rock being a heel. So, I say that meaning, okay, so is going to happen, and then what's after mania? Because Rock and Roman has to have a match at some point, so... You know, what?
2: Yo, what's going on? This is Bully Ray from Busted Open on Sirius XM's Fight Nation. For 15 years, we've brought you the best pro wrestling talk on the planet, and now we're bringing you even more. Yo, guys, welcome to Busted Open After Dark. Every Wednesday night, as soon as AEW Dynamite ends,
0: I'm bringing you instant
2: reactions with the Busted Open Nation. The only place to party on Wednesday nights is Busted Open After Dark with me, Uncle Bully. Download it on Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get. At your podcast. As you well know, Justin, as a heel, a longtime heel in the business, there is a such thing as being able to get under the skin of the audience, the viewing audience and the people in the arena. But it's another layer when you completely are a hater. That's a different type of heel. That's something that we haven't seen before. Now, I know that that's an overused term so saying, hey, because you disagree with me, you're a hater. Okay. No, it's not that. It is. It is a heel to a different degree. Than we've seen because it's more the heel always to me is hey man you don't understand my side of the story. Like, there's two sides of the story. Here's my side of the story. Here's how I feel like I'm getting screwed. Here's how I feel like I should be at the top of the card. Here's how people are pushing me down or the promotion or a wrestler or whatever's happening. With Drew McIntyre, the story starts with I was world heavyweight champion during the pandemic when no one was in the stands, and I haven't had that opportunity since. I've been underneath and pushed down, and he goes from being a guy that I thought was on his way out of the WWE – and leaving the right way by losing matches. All right, thank you, Drew. Thank you very much for all you've done. See you later. To a point where he is a top five must-wrestler to watch, and he, he is able to get this character over to the point now that he is the winner of the Elimination Chamber and is on his way to WrestleMania. That's quite the you know, the boomerang, if I could use that an Australian term. <laughs> well played. Uh, you're, you're right, he... He he's he's playing it so
3: well, there's a lot of things that work in his favor for, it, but but you're right. You know, traditionally a heel in pro wrestling is somebody just who breaks the rules, right? They they break the rules. Drew is at a level of it's a level of opportunistic that makes him a hater. You know, that that sound that we play coming back was Michael Cole. That's why he what's well, why he is the best. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Oh, that damn Logan Paul. And oh, Drew's going to not like that. Drew's going to win, not like this. Not, you know, that's that is the only acceptable call for how it should have been. There should have been no that finish of Drew McIntyre winning. I mean, I I, I don't know about you. I, you and I didn't talk prior to the show, but that's exactly what I predicted was going to win, was Drew. I think that's what sure. a lot of us thought was going to win. That was chalk. But that's exactly how it should have been. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't have been, oh, Drew just hit this Claymore kick. What a maneuver. And that's going to be it. No, it should have not been none of it. It should have been, it should have been nothing. That puts over Drew and his athletic prowess or ability as a pro wrestler. It was all about him being almost down for the count, but it was just opportunistic, right time, right place, taking advantage of what's going on. It's exactly it fits perfectly. And he's the there's probably nobody else better on the card to be playing this role. You know, you talk about obviously he he he, like nobody else, could talk about the pandemic woes of of, you know, he was given the the task of <laughs> you're, you're going to carry us through this unprecedented dark time globally that we all got to try to survive. And then even before that, you know, he's that guy who, in his first WWE run was anointed by Vince as the chosen one yes. and, and given, and given all of that pressure and boy, uh, you know, that just didn't work out. And so like, he's the perfect guy to be in the place that he is to play this role. Um, and you're right, what looked like he was just doing the doing the job on the way out if he wants to stay, he's got a lot of leverage right now,
2: Yes, he does, and who knows what's happening behind the scenes from a contract standpoint an extension whatever well we haven't seen any reports on that yet, but the drew McIntyre story is very compelling to me because we've known that he's. Destined to try to be able to take on Seth for the heavyweight championship, and again, that changed because of Punk's injury. But Drew McIntyre now puts himself right there in the picture, and you're right. The finish was fantastic because you you thought, you thought that okay, well, you know, it was that Drew McIntyre would be able to win this one, and he did. And now the stage is set for Seth against Drew. I just think that uh, could really be a banger. And, again, we have no idea the placement on the card for this, Justin. We have no idea, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun.
3: I do. And, uh, I mean, at this point, I know we just said we don't know what's going on with the contract and behind the scenes. But I'll tell you what, given that I I don't care if Seth's ready to be medically cleared or whatever, you know, I got a lot of convincing here uh, that's that's happened to me. I'm pretty convinced. Yeah. I think Drew's going to win this title.
2: I think so, too. A one-legged Seth Rollins against a healthy Drew McIntyre. I think, I have not seen the the lines on that just as of yet, I would say that Drew McIntyre could win. And by the way, out of this match, and this is why you and I are on the same page as far as storytelling and telling a story and the slow burn to be able to unravel what's next. So out of this match with Drew McIntyre being able to win the men's elimination chamber, you turn the page on the magazine or the book, Next page, oh, Logan Paul against Randy Orton, because you know Orton's going to want revenge. He's going to want revenge. And by the way, if that's going to be the match, if they set that up, Logan Paul against Randy Orton at WrestleMania, that could steal the show. It, that two silky smooth wrestlers, and lo- I know old schoolers, I know you're pulling your hair out. How is it Logan Paul's this good? <laughs> that he's not supposed to be this good. You've got to be in the business for 20 years, for God's sakes, to be that good. He's steamboat smooth. How's he doing that? Doot, doot, doot. How's he doing it? He's doing it because he's a student of the game. You could tell that guy has been watching old films from the early 2000s and the 90s. And so I just think that Logan Paul against Randy Orton, that could be... A hell of a match, and could steal the show depending on how much time they get. Because I think that's Uh, next.
3: I I agree. That looks like that's where we're going. Uh, I mean, Logan Paul's still the U.S. champion, right? So Mm -hmm. that's uh, that's interesting. Uh, That's I looks like that's where we're going. Um, And you know, they're gonna uh, you know, Sumo said it. I I just agree. They're they're gonna find a way to do a a huge RKO spot. That's gonna be the next viral RKO. You know, I mean, everybody. I remember when Randy did with Seth. Um, I think that was thirty-one. Uh, is that right? Thirty-one. Nah, whatever. Was, uh, anyways. But it, it'll be the next big viral RKO. Um, a huge attraction. I mean, you know, I know Orton was on Logan Paul's podcast uh, months ago, and I know that did really well. I mean, there's just something, something about those two personalities, and you know, the fact that this is going to be Randy's mania match, <clears throat> it says something about Logan Paul, because Randy, as we know you know, lost a year and a half of his career to his back. Didn't even know if he's gonna come back necessarily, but he's back. Glad he is. He's a treasure to have in the ring. And, you know, he picks his spots. He you know, he he said in interviews, he, you know, not not necessarily have to have a match every week. Sometimes he can cut kind a of promo do an RKO, but he's trying to preserve himself so he can be around for as long as possible. So for him to be just hey yeah, my mania match could be with Logan Paul. That's a compliment to Logan Paul. That, that says that like he, Randy Orton, who, you know, takers, takers gone and retired. So, you know, I, I think you can look at Randy Orton and what a flip this is uh, of life. Randy Orton at this point, I think you can regard him locker room as, as he's a he's a measuring stick as he's a he's a leader. He's a judge. Uh, and so if he's saying I'm good with Logan Paul, I think that that speaks, that, sh- that that should speak volumes.
2: Uh, I know we're not at bust open confessions just as of yet, but I I, because that's at 11.30 Eastern, 8.30 Pacific, where we open up the doors for confessions. But I can tell you this half confession, that I think there was a time where there was some Randy Orton fatigue. It's not because of him. I'm talking about before the injury, Justin. I thought, God, you're just rolling him out there for nothing. Like, his creative was just so, I thought, substandard for the kind of athlete that Randy Orton was. I know that he was on TV a lot because he's, you know, with – the McMahon family or he's the chosen one or whatever it was while he is heavyweight champion. But I it's just thought his um, character got stagnant and it brings kind of gives you the old Jim Cornette line of um, how can I miss you if you don't go away? He goes yeah. away and he becomes fresh again. Like, like you can't wait to see him again. And I think that I'm not saying that I'm glad he was injured. I'm saying that him going away and then coming back bigger, stronger and reminding you how good Randy Orton is. I think that was actually good for his career. I
3: think probably history is going to show us that you're right. That's probably going to lend us up to be a thing uh, that was a positive for overall, for, for, for him and for, for everybody, for us to appreciate him. Real quick, I want to give a shout-out to Logan Paul at this. Did you catch in the chamber while he was in the pod the entire time? He had a black Sharpie. He was drawing on the pod, the bulletproof pod doors. Yes. He was drawing on them. He was like – he was writing things about Kevin Owens. He was making horns, and he was – putting his head under the horns and having the social media guys take pictures. <laughs> he, he's standing there as this entire brutal match is going on, and he's drawing on the bulletproof pod yes. so, so people
2: can take pictures, and then he's sharing them on social. So ridiculous. This is the era of the trolling heel. This is where we are right now, right? <laughs> what is he doing there? That he, he knows what he's doing. I mean, it's, think about the promo, the in-ring work, that, that kind of thing. Those things work for Logan Paul.
1: Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open every day of the week at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM XM Phi Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Open Trial to start your free trial today.